Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen, all you New Yorkers. Taxi. This is the 77 WABC minicast. So basically the implication is that black voters are gravitating towards the former president because they uh, empathize in some way with the battles that he's fighting with law enforcement. These remarks have been condemned from uh, people like uh, Al Sharpton. He was on MSNBC yesterday, the Morning Joe program, saying that this is the epitome of an insult. And I'm not sure if this is the reason why, if it's this new Sharpton criticism of Donald Trump that has brought this to light. But for some reason, over the course of the last five days, a story that uh, was broken first uh, 20 years ago and then 10 years ago about Al Sharpton's work as an FBI informant has crept up in all these news feeds. Do a Google news search on Al Sharpton, FBI informant. All these news stories from different websites, some of which I've heard of, some of which I've not heard of, have popped up in the last five days. But they're all essentially the same story as 10 years ago and 20 years ago. So I thought it might be, uh, since this is the penultimate day of Black History Month, this might be a good opportunity to talk with veteran broadcast journalist Dominic Carter, who has covered and known Al Sharpton for literally decades, to talk about what these informant allegations actually mean, what the substance of them are, and what his response to uh, Donald Trump's analysis of his appeal to the black community uh, will mean for the general election. Hello, Dominic. So nice to see you, Frank. So first, before we talk Sharpton, tell me what you make of those Donald Trump comments on the on the mugshot, because one of the things that he is right about is his approval within the black community has gone up. He, he got about 8% of the black vote in 2020. Now he He's up to about 18 percent of the black of the of a, approval in the black community. Now, that may not sound like a lot, 18 percent, but from 8 percent to 18 percent, more than double. That's pretty significant. There's a lot of reasons that you could point to. Some people say it's because a lot of black folks are losing jobs to illegal aliens. Other people do point, as Trump seemed to, to the issues with law enforcement. What do you think is responsible for Trump's rising appeal within the black community? So we all know by now that everything Mr. Trump says, he's not a typical politician. So I would say nine out of 10 things that he says are dead on. And then you have that one comment that, you know, it's out of left field. Mm -hmm. This is one out of left field. He may feel, I, I think more he's trying to resonate with the community by saying that. The reason why Trump is doing better with the black community is because the same issues that every other community has, the same problems, perhaps even more, that every other community has, the black community has. And they see Trump as the one to solve their problems. And you mentioned the migrant situation. As you know, I've been following that situation out of Georgia. And, you know, the the latest thing that makes me want to throw up that this uh, uh, migrant, if he's the one that did this, uh, he's charged with it that he tried to dismember her skull. I mean, but but this migrant issue, I don't think Democrats understand 
that the black community is really turned off. And so Trump is doing well in the black. See, folks don't understand. He was always cool in the black community. Mm -hmm. Always. Rappers looked up to Donald Trump. They rapped about him, right? I've been in a room with him when, uh, what's his name, 50 Cent? I remember the interview he did with you in New York One where he said he had a great relationship with the blacks. I was in the room with him when 50 Cent called him. Right. So they they would talk to each other all the time. Him, Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, they all at boxing at Trump's hotels in Atlantic City, raising money, spending money on civil rights. So it doesn't surprise me that Trump is doing well. Once once Trump was able to get over this slam from the mainstream media that he's a racist, which is ridiculous, I expect for him to do better than 18%. Really? Black vote. Uh, yes. uh, well, that's yes. going to be interesting. All right. Now, I'm not sure why this story about Al Sharpton has resurfaced. There's really nothing new here, but uh, there's uh, the AP has put it out on their wires again. And whenever you know the AP puts out a story, it kind of gets yes. picked up by everybody. And now website after website is picking this up today. And or the, within the last couple of days, in the last 24 hours, about a dozen people have sent me this story. And if people are unfamiliar with the story, it's based on a report from the website The Smoking Gun, where the Reverend Al Sharpton said that um, a report that he spied on New York mafia figures for the FBI in the 80s is old news. And this is 10 years ago he said this and said that he never considered himself an informant. This is uh, some of the audio of Sharpton saying this nine or 10 years ago. In my own mind. I was not an informant. I was cooperating with investigations. Sometimes, and I've heard of a lot, a lot of Italians try to make this distinction. A lot of Italians who do a proffer session with the federal government and they've been mobsters, they'll say, no, I was not, I was not at all a rat. A lot of their cohorts disagree. This has been an issue that's affected everybody from uh, John Gotti Jr. on down, the debate over what a rat is. Sharpton says he was never a rat. I was not and am not a rat because I wasn't with the rats. I'm a cat. (laughs) I chase rats. So the website, The Smoking Gun, said Sharpton was recruited by a police FBI task force to record conversations with mafia figures. And I know some of these mafia figures by reputation, and some of them were pretty bad hombres. And uh, they refer to Sharpton in court papers as confidential informant number seven. He used electronic equipment hidden in a briefcase to record their, you know, their discussions. Dominic, you knew Sharpton in those days. You covered Sharpton in 2003 when this, or 2004 when this first surfaced, and then in 2014 when it again surfaced. What do you know about uh, Sharpton purportedly being a rat or, as he said, just cooperating with an investigation? Wow. Well, as I look back, um, full disclosure, I think that there's no journalist out there that knows Al Sharpton better than me. No doubt. Um, he's been to my residence. I've been to his residence many times. Uh, we have been friends over the years. Now, the only thing I can tell you is every time I've asked him privately, he denies it privately. The soundbite you just played where he says in his mind, that's a troubling answer to Mm -hmm. me because that's, that's, that's walking the fine line. Um, all I can tell you is that, I, and I've been in his residence when he lived in Brooklyn, and I would get there sometimes early in the morning, 6 a.m. in the morning. 
and uh, he had a desk, and it was two phones on his desk. One was a red phone, literally. Wow. And if my memory serves me correctly, he said the red phone was to report crimes to the FBI that was going on in the black community. And I just left it at that. And then this story happened. Um, every time I, I've talked to him privately about A to Z. And I, the story, he's got the best stories in the world. Oh, I can imagine. On, on every celebrity that you can, from Michael Jackson on down. And uh, Trump, Michael Jackson. And every time I've asked him privately, Rev, 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 he would deny it. So I, I don't know. One of the things that we've seen in the black community is this uh, mantra that uh, snitches get stitches, right? And it's horrible. A- and uh, that has caused a lot of uh, young black men that have been witnesses to crime not to want to cooperate with police. Is there any is there any possibility that Sharpton could use the fact that he was involved with law enforcement somehow to be more of a positive role model to no. young black youth? No, no, because one, if he fessed up to that, that would make him a marked man with the mob. Mm-hmm. Number one, that's number one. They don't care about the civil rights issue. Uh, if he sent some, I, I'm speculating here. If he sent some of them to jail, that's a big problem. And uh, and two, no, he could not spend that. If anybody can spend any spend anything, it is Al Sharpton. Believe Mm -hmm. me, you know you can hate him, you can call him a race hustler, you can call. He's one of the quickest guys on his feet. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.